<laughs> Backed by popular demand, Chip. All right, I need to open this beer. Okay. <laughs> oh, that that was good. The, uh, the bottle cap made up for the weak hiss there yeah, at, well, the, at the beginning. I think a can is probably better for the sound. Mm. We're doing bottles tonight. Um, someday we'll have beer snobs that will ask, wondering what uh, what we're drinking. But tonight, you I think, think so. That's it. <laughs> You think that's imminent? <laughs> you think you think we're not going to <laughs> appeal to the drinking age? <laughs> All right, welcome to the Nanny State. Uh, we're back, episode two. Uh, I'm Chip. I'm Dave, uh, and we're here to talk about our favorite uh, childhood cartoon show, starring Muppets. Uh, Muppets. All right. I wanted to uh, kick this off, not talking yet about the episode we're going to talk about tonight, uh, but oh, la- last, yeah. <laughs> Uh, last time we talked about how this was not a podcast about the new Muppet Babies show, yeah, God um, no. but I did watch some of the new Muppet, Muppet Babies show, so I wanted to talk about that for a moment. On accident, I hope. <laughs> it, it was a little bit on accident. Uh, I'd been drinking, so <laughs> I, I don't have a lot to report because I don't remember most of it, but the one thing that really did stand out to me was uh, last time uh, we were talking about how... Fozzie was the softest looking of the Muppet Babies and yes. looked like the most cuddly. And I will say that the new Muppet Babies uh, show really doubled down on that. Conceit. Really? Yes, he was very, very, very fuzzy. Okay. Incredibly fuzzy. Look, okay. So, it was it was it was a uh, Monstrous Ink level for it was pretty wow. impressive. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, is it like CGI? Like, like you, yeah, that's a rendering? real problem with the new show. I think oh, for too sure. Much, too much. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's just not my style. All right, so like, so you have Snuggle the Fabric Softener Bear, you have original Fozzie from the Mud Babies. Is it is it gone all the way to Snuggle? It might be to Snuggle. Yeah, <laughs> if it's a spectrum to to Snuggle. I don't. Right. Th- oh. On the Snuggle spectrum, he's a perfect ten. Wow, a perfect ten. A perfect ten. Yeah, that is, very, that is high praise snuggly. from the, Dave. I mean, there were other. I, I don't know. We can maybe talk some other day about the new Muppet Babies, but. <clears throat> Well, hopefully not too much. Well, we'll see. We'll see. What what, what I think is um, most worrisome about it is just the fact they didn't bother to reissue the original Muppet Babies. And then also that they, they eliminated some characters, right? Like Skeeter is gone in favor of now some sort of penguin thing. Oh, see, I'm already giving it too I much think it was time. a blue penguin. A blue penguin. Mm. I can't be sure, but... <clears throat> and it's not even like the Muppet penguin, right? Because the, the, no, the it's Muppets... it's just a penguin penguin. That's the ra- crazy thing. It's random, just a, like... It's just a regular penguin. It doesn't look <laughs> like, at all Muppety. No fo- Muppetness. Focus group penguin yeah. is its name. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Child focus group penguin. <laughs> Wasn't uh, a fan. No. No, okay. Well, understandably so. But... But it was very, very... Now that I'm remembering, things are coming back to me. Uh... It it's was, got its tentacles on you. It was, I think it was the first episode that we discussed last week. I think that they more or less were redoing that episode. Oh, really? They started with Noisy Neighbor? Was there an officer corrupt? <laughs> but now that I say that again, that doesn't make any sense because none of that, none was of that he resonates. A stripper so again? I, maybe it was this episode? I don't know. Okay. Well, uh,. <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive into uh, episode two of season one of the original Muppet, the real, genuine original Muppet Babies. Which is, uh, Who is Afraid of the Big Bad Dark is the episode title. And as we talked about last week, this show seems to be all about fear. And uh, and this one is all about the fear of the dark. Uh, Dave, were you as as we before we proceed? Were you afraid of the dark as a kid? Uh, yeah. In fact, I was thinking I may still be afraid of the dark. I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I used to, um, and I think it was only until recently. I think when I it became my own homeowner, 
when I was a kid, I used to run up the stairs whenever I'd like turn off the dark. Cause like, like I'd turn off the lights and then run up the stairs, like as if the monsters would come out and grab me as I run up the stairs. Now, as a grown man, I walk up my own stairs. I'm very proud to say. Very adult. Very adult. Yes. It's, <laughs> really made it. That's about all I've accomplished. Um, and I'm not then, sure if I'm terrified of the dark or of the raccoons that live outside my house that come out in the dark. So oh, it's a little hard. I think yeah. it's it's kind of the same thing. I'm a bit of a city boy, too. Once I, I dated a girl and we went to her family. This is in back when I lived in Minnesota a long time ago. We I dated a girl and we, we went to her family's uh, Thanksgiving and it was out in the, the woods. And it was like the deep fucking woods. And like she's like, let's go for a walk. And like it got too dark. <laughs> like I, I grew up with streetlights. I couldn't handle it. And, uh, and nevertheless. Uh, that was probably the end of the relationship in her mind <laughs> you can't handle the dark chip can't ha- couldn't handle it it was too dark um but as the song says not spoiler alert, good uh, things happen in the dark chip. <laughs> we will get to that absolutely uh all right season two episode one so it starts out uh with some of the highest tech stuff i have ever seen in my entire life uh scooter uh the resident computer expert is drawing with some sort of a light pen which is still yet to be invented yeah well they, they talked about scooter being on a computer and that this yeah. was a computer but the lights were all off mm-hmm. and yeah it was a it was a light pen which i've never i've never seen right. is is this something you've seen uh i i haven't you know and like they apple did their whole ipad pencils and this is still higher tech that because not only does it draw light which maybe isn't all that exciting but it like it's, it happens to animate itself as it's drawing so um i think scooter is getting like feedback from the other muppets like what should i draw and uh somebody's like draw a chicken probably gonzo 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 and then he's like gonzo then wanted to put a, a chef's hat on the chicken and then after that, he wanted it to like be holding a bunch of pots and then put it in a pie. And he was making a chicken pot pie, which, given his chicken infatuation, maybe latent serial killer tendencies, we will have to report but, back. But did you also notice that his stuffed chicken was named Camilla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really weird. It'd be like having a stuffed chicken That's named after your wife as a child, which seems super oh. creepy. Because <laughs> I looked it up and Camilla no. is his girlfriend. Yep. Camilla's his oh girlfriend. Yeah, so that's strange. I okay, mean, this is this is something to keep an eye on through the 107 episodes. <laughs> is Gonzo actually a total creeper? <laughs> okay, so they're drawing with like the light pen. Then, um, uh, I believe what happens, uh, and I'm, I'm trying not to to refer to my notes or look back at the episode, but I believe what happens next is. Uh, they scooters like oh you can't it only work if you draw on the screen and they're like gonzo's like i wonder if it'll draw on the air and so he starts drawing other shit and he draws a tank and he ends up like a tank commander cruising around the nursery knocking shit over knocking the couch over this tank that's just basically a, a light wireframe has mass enough to just make a whole mess in the the nursery and then everyone's taking a turn uh fozzy grabs the pen and draws a audience for his comedy show. And I got to say, uh, we were talking about Fozzie last week. Um, Fozzie actually knocked it out of the park. He had some good ones this he did. week. Uh, so he draws an audience and tells some jokes. Uh, Which the even even the audience that he has drawn himself hates and throws tomatoes at. Yeah, which, and real tomatoes. Yeah, real Everything tomatoes. Everything else is yeah. like fake. But I did notice that the tomatoes were real. They're always tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh so, and, and this, as I mentioned, uh, Dave, uh, spoiler alert, Dave and I talked about this before we recorded. <laughs> Bad Sorry. idea. Yeah, I know. Uh, this, I think, was the first time 
Fozzie said waka, waka, waka in the first episode, but not after a joke. He said it in reference to something. So when he said it this time, I'm like, oh my God, that's like Fozzie's first waka, waka, waka. And it's a classic line. Yeah. Do you want to tell your, your boat story again? Again? <laughs> yeah. Every time. <laughs> I named other things waka, bega, too. That would be, though, that so, would be a yeah. good like bit where we just like, tell the same goddamn story like every, and pretend nobody knows. Nobody might know because nobody might ever hear it, Chip, so it's really possible. Nobody listens. Yeah. If you're listening for the first time out there, exactly. really go back to episode one because that's where <laughs> a lot of the groundwork's laid for this show. Yeah, real <laughs> solid foundation. Okay, so uh, Ralph then takes a turn with the pen and naturally draws a giant piano. Like It's it's like the scene from Big. But They're, it's pretty big, right? It's a bit. You know, it's, like, it's like dancing and running along the piano. And like yeah. he... <laughs> He he had that terrible song in episode one. This is even less of a song because it's just a, the noise of mashed piano keys. Um, uh, but that all all that chaos happens, uh, makes a big ruckus, and then Scooter's like, "Nanny's coming!" Of course, uh, as as every episode has that moment. So they try to clean up. They try to clean up the the imaginary light blocks, uh, and so Gonzo runs to the closet to stash away. Uh, part of his tank and that's where we get another gonzo closet bit um the closet's really uh, a terrifying place and now i'm in this darkest closet yes and it get, it's terrifying again later in the episode but it's uh it's interesting that every time they open it there's something horrifying inside. and i wonder is gonzo the only one who ever opens it is that bit gonna be his bit hmm, that's interesting because last time it was the it was, it was star, gonzo, destroyer. The star destroyer this time yeah. it was gonzo in like a war scene another tank is inside the yeah, said. some some old World War II footage from like the Pacific or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Nanny comes in, uh, interrupting uh, the ruckus, and uh, it turns out they have, we have a guest stars on our first our second episode. Beaker and Bunsen, two I know. of my faves. I, they are my faves too, as grown ups, um, and they are visiting the nursery. And not your your faves as a grown up man, or you like them better when they are grown ups. I like them better in their, as they are grown-ups. Is that, that true of all of the Muppet babies? Uh, With I, the exception of maybe Gonzo. Yeah, Gonzo. I think it's pretty great. You know, Piggy is arguably more tolerable as a toddler. I think that's Because her behavior is absolutely abhorrent as an adult. <laughs> um, and Kermit's uh, shtick is a little bit easier to handle, I think, as a Muppet baby, maybe. Yeah, he's always been like the ringleader. And then he gets the... Uh, sort of as the ineffectual ringleader as a Muppet baby. It yeah. works a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, good point. We got to three that we liked better. That's not bad. I'm trying to think if Animal is better as an adult. He's so minimal in the actual Muppets. Yeah. And he, like, he, his his chaos is very is very in the moment. Instead of just random all the time chaos, it's like it's very focused chaos. Targeted. Yeah. Tar- <laughs> Targeted chaos. Um. Okay, so Bunsen and Beaker are are visiting the nursery, and we're going to get to try to understand what the nursery is. And it turns out that Bunsen's in a bad way. Uh, he has not slept in three days because of Beaker, uh, and primarily because Beaker the other night watched a movie called The Slime Monster That Attacked in the Dark. <laughs> way to bury the lead. <laughs> um, What's going to happen in that movie? I know. <laughs> Will there be dark? Will a slime monster attack? Uh, and so uh, Beaker has been uh, a nervous wreck, and it has caused uh, much chaos in the world of Bunsen and Beaker, which we have no idea where the world came, where their, where their world is. It is not of the nursery, although it comes to the nursery. That's a really good point. Where do you think that they were? 
I I got nothing. I do, have no idea. Do they are they're not related. They just are friends. I right? always think of them as being like professor and assistant. So yeah, interesting that that uh, relationship started even as child children. Yeah, yeah. They maybe met at the Mensa Club. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so uh, so it turns out that the you know the problem presented in in scene act one so uh the muppets led by kermit say hey we can help you with the your fear of the dark because we're not afraid of the dark right everybody and you get about half nods up and half sideways nods um they're all over the place so it turns out that maybe a couple of the kids are scared of the dark even though they've been playing in the dark and haven't really made an issue of it yeah and and that was part of the the light pen was that the lights were all out in the oh, in the you. nursery so mm-hmm. they had to have the, it dark uh, in order to use that which freaked out uh beaker as soon as he entered because it was still oh. dark and he had to open the yeah that's a good beaker when you turned on the uh turned on the lights immediately uh and that's how we we learned that bunsen hadn't slept because the beaker was afraid right so okay so the muppets are uh, the muppet babies are motivated to help beaker with his fear of the dark and they want to know, well, what, what are you afraid of exactly? And there's this weird moment where Beaker then um, morphs into this blob of light. I had no idea what was yeah, going on. Yeah. That was then, totally bizarre. And it had, a, it had a Star Trek transporter sound effect, too. It did. Oh, yeah. my God. I didn't really recognize it. I thought he was now. beaming somewhere. but Right, and because the kids freak out, so he he turns into this beam of light and morphs into a bed, and everyone's like, "Oh!" And because like, why would he be scared of a bed? And then like immediately, like a tentacle straight out of Japanese erotica comes from <laughs> under the bed, and uh, it wraps itself around Gonzo, which is this is the slime monster from the aforementioned movie, and uh, and so that is exactly what Beaker's afraid of this slime monster, which manifests itself over and over in the episode, and which is him. I guess also. What? Well, I mean, it's coming from his mind. So they decide to sort of incrementally try to help uh, Beaker through his fear of the dark, starting with shadows and saying, well, if you can be in a shadow, then you that's like a little bit of dark so you can get comfortable in sort of this um, microwave, which I thought was actually an interesting plan, right? A, a, a logical plan sure i mean it is a, I how do you cure someone of being afraid of the dark <laughs> as someone who has just recently conquered it <laughs> i can't tell us chip <laughs> yes. i think you have to buy your own house and then realize that <laughs> monsters don't exist or that the real monsters in the world we need to build a wall are far scarier <laughs> than the ones that might be hiding in the dark uh so the the shadow the shadow work doesn't really play off. So I think Piggy wants to like help help Beaker understand that like lots of great things happen in the dark, fun things. And so they morph into this idea of trick or treating, and all the kids are dressed up in their Halloween costumes and they go trick or knocking on a door. And the costumes are great here. Um, I'm trying to figure out is is Beaker not Angus Young, the guitar player from ACDC with the little hat? Like I don't know I what trying, I was trying to figure out who he was supposed to be there he looks like an english schoolboy. is um, he well is bunsen supposed to be sherlock holmes and he's watson i but that i don't know that that works actually oh i didn't really you know i never they don't they don't linger long on the group of kids in their costumes i mean they're they're I all think feeling, I'm totally wrong on that <laughs> i like it though let's run with it 
Um, yeah, they're like they're, there's a lot of period clothing, I think, in the in their costuming, which is odd. You'd think that there'd be a Spider-Man or you know all the pop culture stuff, but they went with like this is the 1980s. This is before the the dominance of crass pop culture that that takes over. Perhaps I mean we got everything. Piggy is a princess, Ralph's a cowboy, but everything is like old Gonzo's time. a like a World War One uh, air. Uh, yeah, air, he's got the goggles. Air pilot, yeah. Yep. Bomber jacket. Um, Rolf is a cowboy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wearing just Fozzie's his underwear. Like a clown. <laughs> uh, t- by the way, totally irrelevant to the story. So they knock on a door and while they're trick-or-treating in this, tr- in this imaginary trick-or-treating thing. And a shadow comes up to the door. Some nice lady happened to give them candy. And nope, actually, it's the slime monster. Again, same slime monster from before, scaring the kids. And uh, and they go running terrified. And they, they hide in a... In a in a park or something and then uh they think that they, they think that they've escaped but then they realize that there's one additional uh muppet baby yeah uh, and that muppet baby is significantly taller than the rest of them <laughs> wearing a white sheet as as though it's a ghost and it turns out that that is also the slime, slime monster. monster this like again being that this show was helping hopefully toddlers deal with their fears i find hilarious how often like they allow the fear to manifest itself over and over like and, and basically catch the kids off guard <laughs> over and over like i would think this would in, in one part like magnify a fear it gives you a lot more things to be afraid of yeah, i mean yeah. i i think i probably found five new things to be afraid of in the dark watching this episode and no solution on how to conquer them yeah yeah it, it, like officer Carruthers in episode one i there is little resolution and these are still exigent threats in the lives of the of the uh, the toddlers the muppet babies uh, so they're they're they are scared out of their imagination land, and now they are trying to figure out the next uh, po- plausible solution to cl- uh, cure Beaker of his fear. Uh, and uh, Piggy thrusts Kermit into a well, tell him Kermit, and and there's some frog croaking joke uh, that that's eh, pretty good. Uh, but I believe what happens next is uh, is Rolf gets another opportunity to redeem himself after last week's song. Uh, and this, this Chip, what did, what did you think about the song? This, this one week? was actually good. So this yeah, is like I a total it. doo-wop song, right? You got uh, the the song title uh, is. Not true in your life, though. Uh, At least no, not from not, that one experience. I was actually going to ask. I, I'd planned to ask you, Dave. What is something good that happens in the dark in your life? <laughs> <laughs> to see, like. To see if you had any any good answers. Uh, sleeping is sleeping a good thing. Sleeping is pretty good. Yeah. Um, beer is mostly drank in the dark in yeah. my life. Um, in the winter, coffee, drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, Watching TV. Yeah. But there's some light in all those. Oop, I think dark I like is pop, just generally... Popcorn is, is usually best enjoyed in a dark in the movie theater or something True. like that. Uh, that's about it, though. They, they come up with some good things to do yeah, in Santa the dark. Yeah, Santa Claus and fireflies and... Going uh, canoeing. Watching, uh, I would only canoe in the light. Yeah, that does. Sound I'm gonna terrifying. swamp that, yeah. that son of a bitch. I need to be <laughs> able to see what's going on, uh, otherwise I'm dying. Uh, they have one of the great. Um, I feel like this is not the only cartoon that does this, but uh, Gonzo eats a firefly and then he glows from the inside, which I found uh, pretty enjoyable. <laughs> His eyes uh, like are like floodlights yeah and uh there's a there's a scene later too where beaker keeps putting a flashlight in his mouth uh and it reminded me of did you ever take a, f- a flashlight and put it over your thumb 
Oh yeah, yeah. And it would just glow, and that was just the coolest thing. It would glow like thing. red, and you'd be like, "That's my blood." <laughs> <laughs> so much blood in my gum. Lots of blood. It's red. <laughs> blood, blood. Um, they uh, they mentioned drive-in movies uh, as one of the good things. I was I've never been to a drive-in movie. Have you? Like mm-hmm. that? I feel like this was '80s, and but I, don't, I guess this was meant for me. Well, but I don't. But I think it's this moment by adults, right? I mean, right. But th- I don't think that moment transcended into any of my lifetime. I mean, maybe certain parts of the country they were still. Yeah, I've been to a drive-in movie, but uh, it was I don't think as a teenager, sort of as a uh, just like a a fun. Uh, I I don't I don't even know how to say it. Like it's a... did good things happen <laughs> in the dark days? No, no good. I think I fell asleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which was a good thing. I like sleeping. Um, <laughs> I think it's... Uh, no, it was just a novelty, right? Right. I mean, it was... By the time they were something that I would do, they were basically enough. So, yeah. Uh, a redeemable moment for Ralph. Uh, yeah, Ralph. No, yeah, I thought it was a good song. It, Yeah, that, that 50s doo-wop thing. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was... It actually worked. It was a real musical style, unlike mm-hmm. the previous uh, uh, episode. So I was, I was really nervous, though, when he sat down at the piano and... I'm a little uncertain how to feel the next time he sits down at a piano, which I'm guessing will be in episode three. <laughs> yeah, because I like... think that that's a thing that they do every episode, but like, I'm not they, sure. They hired like one writer who's like, "I'm I love writing songs for cartoons." I'm just so good at it. I know exactly. I got another one, guys. Um, I do, do you think l- it was the same person that wrote both of those songs. I have a hard time believing that the same person could have written both of those songs. That <laughs> first he, one is so you think really, they, really they, bad. They fired the, the guy after the first episode. Like, I okay, you're the, done. The other guy must have been sick or something, and and just some guy who was regularly writing dialogue wrote the song. <laughs> They're like, we should have a song. Rolf hasn't done anything. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, 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 I will be interested to see if uh, if Rolf gets. Uh, it's in his rider that he gets a song per. He's got a hell of an agent, <laughs> like, and only blue M and M's. Exactly. Uh, I do like, uh, by the way, in this song that Fozzie has like the spoken role. Like you remember, like in like your typical like oh yeah boys to men song. There's always the one guy who like can't sing as well, so he gets the the spoken part. Like Ralph kind of has a, or sorry, Fozzie has a spoken part in this. That's he's the the, the baritone of the group. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so they sing to Beaker, and you th- and Beaker look happy, like this this has done its done the the job. And, it works. Uh, it seems like it. Beaker seems like maybe he is not afraid of the the dark anymore. Um, <laughs> and then Fozzie immediately immediately <laughs> fucks it up. He does just immediately. Yep, and he because he, he mentions like, oh, I forgot to talk about like haunted houses, and then they're like. Fozzie, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh yeah, that's right. And then he talks about like, well, what about uh, campfires? Those are those are good things that happen in the dark. And like, and without campfires, you you have scary stories. And then so he basically undoes all of the progress and does it twice made. back to back. Yeah, he's in rare form in this episode. Yeah, in terms it is of, a good Fozzie episode. Yeah, like considerably better than the first one. I'm, I'm actually really really warming up to Fozzie. I think even as a kid, I didn't get the humor as much. This is like. This is like in the cartoon, like when they layer it in for the adult has to has to watch it with the child. I don't know that I realized as a child that the jokes were supposed to be bad. Mm. I think yeah. I just thought they weren't very funny. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I asked you now, like I think he actually has a few that are that are pretty kind of under the radar, like that my kids wouldn't get. But I, I totally, I totally get funny despite. I mean, they're funny because they're not funny, but in an unfunny sort of way. Yeah, but even some that are actually funny, but like because there's no laugh track, there's no like, mm. 
there's no cue. It's just like you only if you get like the the humor. Uh, okay, so in you know obviously Fozzie's poor choice of <laughs> of words here transform or uh, transports the the Muppet Babies into a haunted scene where they run from the slime monster into a haunted house and now they are hiding from uh, said monster. Uh, on, and this is like a uh, you know, hand drawn kind of pencil like it's it's a spooky looking drawing. They do a good job with the, with the haunted house. I think mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I always have loved haunted houses. Like in real life, in in story in in story <laughs> life is that what in about, real life? I don't know. It, what about in real life? Do you like haunted houses in real life? Uh, do you mean do I want to go to a house that is purportedly haunted? And well, walk around it or do i like well actually i know a and b b would be b being like the house that is purposely filled with scary spooks and 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 things uh around halloween time to entertain clientele who want to feel scared uh okay so no i think to a i don't really want to go to a house that there's been some triple murder in and there's supposedly the murderer is or it because you walking around is it because you I don't. I just. Uh... Is it time to reveal that you believe in Sasquatch? Because <laughs> believing in ghosts and believing in Sasquatch are totally different. Well, I don't I know, believe but... in ghosts. That's crazy talk, Chip. Sasquatch is science. <laughs> what science? Cryptozoology. That's a science. It's got a sciency name. So anyway, I I thank you. I thank do you for saving us from that. I do uh, like going to those sort of haunted houses. I don't think I go to them very often, but I I just like the I like the concept of a haunted house. Okay, okay. I like, like them in stories. I like them uh, not thrillers. There's something about the kind of haunted house in I like the Muppet Babies style haunted house where there's mm-hmm. like uh, suits of armor and like furniture with cloths on it. Yeah, like it's like an yeah. abandoned house. Yeah, yeah. There's something fun about that. Uh, interestingly in the credits they mentioned it mentioned that there was clips from ghostbusters what? which i didn't recall seeing and i assumed they would have been in the haunted house sequence but i didn't see them in that it had credit sequences saying that there were clips from uh ghostbusters and star wars and i think uh indiana jones but i don't remember no the ghostbusters way, really clip. i don't Maybe, think unless was... it was in the unless it's in the intro Oh yeah, yeah. No, th- yeah, that's it. Because um, in the in the intro, every time there's the scene of Kermit swinging on the rope away from the rolling boulder from the beginning of t- um, Raiders. Yeah. So that's in every intro. Yeah, that's Indiana Jones. But what's the Ghostbusters? I don't know. We're gonna have to watch that intro. And actually, on the on the episodes we've been watching, uh, as we mentioned, if you want to try to watch these, uh, YouTube is probably the best place to find them. Um, we happen to procure through. Devious back means, channels. back channels. A DVD that's still probably you know ripped off of VHS uh, of some of the episodes, but they don't. The one that we're watching, they don't have like the full intro because I remember the lyrics to the entire intro, and this one like cuts out a bunch of that stuff. This is like you know, hey, we want to jam another, you know, easy Save that bake, 30 seconds. easy bake oven ad in there. So let's uh, let's just cut this all this singing and dancing to yeah. What is that nonsense? <laughs> get, to, get to the serious stuff, people. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, where were we? Okay, so they're in this haunted house. Uh, in, or sorry, in their imagination, they're in this haunted house. And of course, what shows up again is said slime monster. Um, it's a good slime monster. It is pretty good. Um, Fozzie tells it a pretty good joke about, um, you know, when what is it? When does a ghost need a license? <laughs> like during haunting season? No. 
<laughs> just, that's, that's is that a deep... the funny joke that you're that, that you're a... mentioning as an adult? You think it's funny, but as a kid, you yeah. think it's funny. Like, yeah, because I mean, as a kid, do you know about hunting season that you need a license to hunt? And like in this day and age, does anybody like you know? Unless you're, I guess, if you're living in rural America, hunting is maybe something that kids know about. But like, yeah, good joke. Awesome. I'm not sure if that's the joke that I found funny, but okay. Well, <laughs> to each their own. Okay, so they um they. Uh, again, are scared out of this imaginary moment uh, full of slime monsters and, and transported back to the nursery uh, when they're tripped and they all fall apart. It's just chaos, you know, typical chaos in the nursery. Standard chaos, and the question is always, where's Nanny? <laughs> yeah, where, where is it? Oh, speaking of, Nanny shows up. <laughs> she shows up right after. Okay, so I have serious issues with this moment of the episode. So Nanny f- d- finds out because the, uh, the the babies inform her that Beaker has this fear of the dark. So she's like, oh, I've got a, a possible solution for you uh, that helped me when I was a child. Uh, and so she fetches. Um, I was excited to see what she would what her solution was, because here we are. You know, you have all of these kids, mm-hmm. these babies who are trying to help another kid, which is admirable. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. good to have an adult step in oh, sure. occasionally. Uh and bring I, and bring some responsibility to the situation. Bring something. Yeah. She is the adult, right? In that you 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 imagine that she has the most practical of all the ideas, even though the kids have done pretty well. Um, that she would have this practical solution that is actually going to bring some relief to Beaker. So, uh, what she comes up with though <laughs> is actually rather disturbing. Um, she presents Beaker with an eye mask, and she's like, "This is what I used." Like it's like one of those like silky. I'm asked that like you would get uh, on a plane in first class or, uh, uh, you know, to, to help you sleep in a, in a bright room. And her logic being that like she could put it on and uh, take it off whenever you want, whenever you want the dark. But it's a little bit weird. It is a little bit weird. Why? Why is it weird? Because though? Nanny's got like an eye mask just ready. <laughs> like, I don't think that's weird. My kid has an eye mask. Really? Yeah. It's great. She puts it on and and like a minute later she's asleep. Really? Go buy okay. your kids eye masks. You'll rethink whether that's I still think it's a terrible solution that Nanny is presenting because yeah, yeah. it doesn't really solve like the problem mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is that he's scared of the dark and just being able to control the dark doesn't that's the idea is that you can put it on and then you can take it off and have some control over the situation but yeah. it doesn't actually work because if you wore it at night and then you took it off it's still dark. Oh, fair point. Fair and point. then it, it all falls apart. See, unfortunately, I, I was <clears throat> I was leaping to the um, the after the eye mask comes the ball gag, <laughs> and <laughs> and that nanny has this like has this naughty room of uh, of implements. Is that where she is the whole time? <laughs> Maybe her and Officer Carruthers. <laughs> um, or uh, I, I just don't know. It, it just felt. I stepped it, all over your eye mask joke by 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 rationalizing it as a useful tool for parenting. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm actually intrigued by this, <laughs> by this now. Like, um, God, what, what's the, uh, I'm, I'm picturing like when you put an eye mask on a child and they fall asleep minutes later, not unlike my dog when like during a fireworks, you can wrap my dog, um, in this like thunder jacket it's called. And mm. like, it'll like calm the dog down. <laughs> it's, were... it's similar. Really? So it's like, like sit down <laughs> like i'm gonna put the eye mask on you and then like she just slumps over a couple minutes later asleep it's totally bizarre really does it work yeah okay. it totally works yeah to totally invest works. in one of those yeah okay. no it's a 
it's an odd yeah. thing. Well, it's also, you know, also like looking at the eye mask that Nanny gives him, it's not like... It's a little silky. I mean, hers has, uh, my daughter's has like Star Wars on it. Like it's a No, but you expect Nanny's to be like a, an old lady eye mask. And yeah. this thing is like black leather looking. Um, <laughs> it is not a an eye mask. Uh, there's no lacy fringe uh, on this eye mask. It was something really off about her solution too i don't know whether it was just that it was the worst solution of all of the solutions and the fact that it was coming from an adult seemed the most weird yeah and it basically freaked beaker out worse so like way to go nanny uh yeah i've never heard of this as a as a plan yeah, i've next i mean to be fair i'd never heard of any of their plans and i don't know how you cure someone of being afraid yeah. of the dark well the other kid like it comes off beaker immediately then the other muppet babies try it on and they hate it too it's like it's, it's actually made everything <laughs> 10 times worse. They're moving backwards at this point. Yeah. So congratulations, Nanny. Um, and so Bunsen, oh, by the way, Bunsen, whose voice I can't stand uh, in this show. Yeah. I actually love him in, as an adult. He's just got like this charming, like lovableness, and he's just got this horribly nasal. And I, I think I realized it's actually like the same voice actor as Skeeter, like tuned down a couple octaves. Um, I think Fozzie and maybe Gonzo are the only voices that aren't really rough kermit's not bad either mm. i wonder if jim henson actually did kermit no way to know uh <laughs> no way at all unknowable uh so so now it turns into like you know what is how what's the next solution um and i think we you know they try to utilize a teddy bear or camilla the chicken and like here, hold you know, hold this. Uh, we're gonna pull the shades again. Uh, again, once when they look, there's nothing to ever to see out the shades, as you brought up last last week. So I don't know if we ever see out the window. Um, but that doesn't work either. So well, teddy, sh- teddy bear doesn't work. We should mention uh, that Bunser, Bunsen, and Beaker are planning on staying the night. Mm. Yes, much earlier on, uh, Fozzie's like uh, asked Nanny if they can stay the night, and Bunsen's like, no. <laughs> Like, not just me, not Beaker, because Beaker is the one who's been keeping him awake. So he would love to stay overnight and send Beaker away. But, uh, um, yeah, Fozzie volunteers that. So the plan is that they will be staying the night. Which which uh, brings us back to, to the previous episode's question of what exactly is the nursery. Yeah. It because gets, it gets I thought that it might be a daycare of yeah. some kind. And if they're sleeping over the night that seem would seem to undercut that theory right it does it de- it absolutely does um and by the way like there's no other adult that we we hear dropping off beaker and bunsen it's just they have arrived and then and it's they are... great that they stay we don't need to contact anyone because no one right. would know is it an orphanage <laughs> maybe maybe like i i would love to see if there is actually any sort of a logical story for this like you, you'd think like I don't think we're going to get it one. Maybe? I don't know. Don't you think they would have set that up in the first episode if there was a, 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 I would a feel like story? The, I feel like the writer's room would have to have like some sort of a guidelines like... Do you, you think that there's a writer's room? Do you imagine that there's a room of people that sit around and hash out the, the beats for you know all 24 episodes of the, the arc of the Muppet Babies season one? I w- yeah, fair point. So you sit there and... All right, how are we going to break this story? <laughs> yes. The story needs a third act. <laughs> like, all we've got is conflict. All we've got is fear. Just just have Carruthers just go to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're done. Let's go get a drink. <laughs> That's actually probably more that is probably what That is probably what happened. Uh, 
Okay, so in the latest incantation, is that the right word? Incarnation of the attempts to cure Beaker of his fear with the with the the teddy bear, he ends up like believing that his clothes are all ripped and he's in tatters and he's a hot mess. What like, was that about? Did the t- bear attack him? Did he attack the bear? I have I have no idea. Beaker's, Beaker's how no. do we not understand this show? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it's be- like yeah. twenty minutes long and it's it's for kids and I don't understand <laughs> half the things that are happening. Maybe maybe the problem <laughs> is it me. Uh, there's a, yeah, so it, it might be us. Yeah, it might be us. It might be me. Um, so Gonzo's like, have you counted chickens or counted sheep, counted chickens, counted... And Fozzie has a good joke about like, I like to count... Oh, I shouldn't try to do his voice. I can just <laughs> no, do, do it. Try, try, try to do his voice. <laughs> you, you can well, do it, Now that I'm laughing, I can't. He talks about like, he likes to count uh, chickens jumping over chili dogs into a bowl of tapioca pudding and bumblebees. Which is a fantastic menagerie of, of, of visuals, which they actually bothered to visualize. Um, I wonder if this is like from the era of like, you know, how like The Simpsons was largely animated in Korea. Mm. Like, I wonder if this was like before that, like, because I always I always was delighted by the idea that like maybe non-English speaking animators would be f- would be forced to here animate the scene where like there's like chickens and chili dogs and bumblebees and just like. Well, those crazy Americans, I'll, yeah. I'll draw this, but fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they would be thinking animating this show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, another another decent joke from Fozzie. Um, and so it goes into, like, Kermit kind of takes a more drastic measure than I'd seen here. It's kind of a dark moment uh, where Kermit says, like, it's, it's time. Like, basically, we're just going to, like, cold turkey this. And he decides that you need to uh, come into the closet <laughs> And he kind of just drags him into the closet. I was concerned, knowing what we know about the closet. Darkest closet. Which has so far uh, shown us a Star Destroyer and also a uh, tank and battle sequence. And then the next vision we get of it, or image we get of it, is just a big black abyss. And thankfully, all the Muppet babies are like, we're doing this together. So they all go into the closet together. But they're all terrified. Yeah, they're like this is actually mani- like causing more fears to manifest amongst all of them. It is not something that is now. It is like it is like a disease spreading. Uh, as they turn off the lights, or animal is up above in the closet, and he turns off the lights. Beaker manages, manages to. There's kind of a recurring bit here where he has multiple uh, illumination objects. <laughs> I should just say flashlights, shouldn't I? <laughs> I think that's what they're called. Yes, I think so. He's got a. He has one know, that's more of a light pen. Yeah. Yep, but he has multiple flashlights while they, every time they turn off the lights and they take it away from him, he seems to have another one. And so it's got a little bit of a running gag. Um, and uh, and finally, they are left to their own devices and they are in the dark of the closet. And uh, of course, you know, Pinky gets mad at him for all of his tomfoolery with those flashlights. Um, and, and you get that classic uh, cartoon uh, silhouette eyes, like all these different eyes. And they're all screaming. Yes, because they're all terrified now. Mm-hmm. Because it's, because they they have somehow uh, made it not only worse for Beaker but worse for every single mm-hmm. one of the Muppets. In hindsight, did this did this? I, I thought, oh, this is good. This is, you know when we talked about last week, this being a show about fear. Did, did this actually help any child like rationalize their 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 childhood fears? Is confronting a fear really the way to solve a fear? I feel like that's what they say, but right? But they're so indirect with it. Like, you never actually confront it. I feel like a, if Fred Rogers made the Muppet Babies, good things would happen in the dark, and everyone would be okay at the end. 
When you see scary television, you can turn it off. But instead, on Muppet Babies, you get 20 minutes of chaos and like 30 seconds of resolution. If that. Yeah. Un- 30 seconds of unsatisfying resolution. Uh, I would... that That's a good question. We... Uh, well, once we get through the 107 episodes of Muppet Babies, maybe we can do uh, Mr. Rogers. I don't think they will find quite the <laughs> comedy in that. But I would like to know how Mr. Rogers solves uh, Fear in the Dark, because he may actually solve it. It takes a very strong person to be able to turn off scary TV. Mm-hmm. Someday when we're making that sweet, sweet podcast <laughs> money, and we've got subscribers and, uh, and some, a gravy train coming in. That's one of the ways you'll be able to tell that you're really growing. We will make a special Mr. Rogers Afraid of the Dark episode. How would Mr. Rogers solve this? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so it, within the closet, they are again transported into their imaginations, and they're spelunking in a cave as a group. And uh, guess who arrives? Slime Monster. Slime Monster. <laughs> like in the previous episode, I wish that the Slime Monster was more Muppety. Oh, he like, had a very 80s cartoon mm-hmm. look to him, which mm-hmm. I appreciated on its own level, but still not a Muppet. Yeah, it, it felt very Scooby-Doo to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen that slime, same slime monster. Yeah, maybe they reused it. Yeah. There was, and, and when uh, when Beaker was materializing into the bed previously, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. had the weird shimmer on him, which mm. was very 80s cartoon. There was a... a there was a whole that was like a big big budget effect back then. Yeah, I think it was. There was like a um, in GI Joe. I remember there being a three arc episode where they were looking for some kind of uh, crazy you like material. A three, oh man, a three arc. It was episode. so good. It was it was three ridiculously good. I, I don't remember many details of it, but they uh, had to go track down some kind of um, material, <laughs> um, some MacGuffin across the globe, and Cobra and GI Joe were both trying to track this down and. Whenever they would find it, it had that same, that same like shimmery, um, shimmeriness that that uh, that that beaker turned into, and it was it still stri- stands out to me as a really striking cartoon effect mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. for that. There's got to be a name for that. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to look that up. We won't look it up though. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if it comes up again, maybe I'll I'll exactly. do it. That was a good GI Joe. Uh, episode i i wonder how many gi joe i watched a fair amount of gi joe but i have very little memory of any of it i just remember cobra commander's voice that nasally can you do it no oh Oh, god one of us is gonna have to do voices chip it's gonna be you work on it like (laughs) my wife and i will occasionally um try to make horse noises when we want to make a horse joke sure and and neither of us can do a horse horse when you want to make a horse joke we gotta Classics. pull up the horse yeah and neither of us can do a horse very well yeah, and it just causes one. it tends to cause fits of laughter uh as as we each fail at trying to make a horse sound uh so the muppet babies um are literally thrown out of the closet uh and this time the the slime monster is actually in the nursery with them it's not just in their imaginations it's in the nursery and beaker pulls out uh, the light pen from Scooter's like um, computer MacGuffin, right? yeah, yeah, from the tying it all pen. back together, and they're cheering him on, and he's wielding it like a sword, and he's like scaring away the slime monster, like swinging it and and, and basically uh, forcing it away, and that is how he conquers his fear of the dark, um, you know, wrapped up nice and tidy. So With like strange light pen for a computer that we've never seen. Yeah, and it's like 
once again, like I guess he's they're pushed to the edge of no return and and remain and, and come out clean and unscathed by sheer well no actually there's fortitude here I guess but like it's not just luck like in the last episode um it was pure luck that they escaped their thing this time it's like Beaker just had to be pushed I mean maybe in hindsight maybe is that it is that how you solve it yeah maybe maybe for maybe as parents we should consider pushing our children to the brink I'm taking away that sleep mask and just seeing what happens (laughs) um and so hooray Beaker is not afraid of the dark anymore and Nanny comes in and they're all proud of him and uh, and then Nanny, I think, is there to announce that, well, hey, it's actually time for bed. This is where, again, back to our mystery of what is the nursery, uh, they are placed into bed with no bed prep. There's no <laughs> teeth brushing. They've Nanny, not eaten all day. They've not eaten. They are not put in pajamas. They're still wearing the same filthy clothing they've been playing in. Uh, Nanny is a shit nanny. Yeah, she's just the worst. <laughs> I thought they were all in one crib, but then it seems that they are all in two cribs. But there are still uh like four or five muppet babies per crib here mm-hmm. seems like a lot of muppet babies per crib yeah they're really packing them in yeah do you think that maybe like muppet babies is actually like they work in a sweatshop and then like the episodes are just like the 30 minutes they get between <laughs> the, the, like, their time. shift their yeah. shift and and, and sleep time they're, what are oh. they making oh who knows making light pens <laughs> for, <laughs> for the ipad yeah oh terrible the muppet babies brought to you by foxconn uh and uh and i guess the the button on the episode is that while beaker is sound asleep and uh and and foz like a number of them feel confident um having conquered any and all fears of the dark uh, a number of them are left still a little bit paranoid uh gonzo needs uh fozzy's bear and then kermit the ringleader of all who was who at the very beginning was the bravest and the least afraid of the dark ends up uh, kind of closing the episode, sitting upright in bed, blinking, and being a little bit now scared of the dark. Yeah, he's he. it all comes full circle, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wondered uh, with Nanny, so she's she's pretty bad at, at whatever it is, her, either her job or her role. Uh, nannying. Nannying. Human cultivation. <laughs> Unless her name is just Nanny. <laughs> and she's not a nanny at all. She's just the neighbor. And they're adults? <laughs> like, her mailbox just says nanny because it's nanny. their name, and yeah. people, like, just drop off their kids there. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do people like believe she... in their kids? <laughs> this kid lady seems like she, she knows what she's doing. She's got good socks. But, uh, you know, the, there's always that conversation now around parenting and, you know, whether we um, spend, like, too much time doing yeah, it. Helicopter parenting. And yeah. And, and uh, so part of me wondered, like, is... Is, is Nanny really bad at being, uh, like, this parenting, or are, have our standards changed so much that it, it really jumps out as being significantly different? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, she's not there at all. Oh, she's horrible. Like, yeah. She's, I, th- I, I, I think before we started doing the show, I used to think, like, oh, Nanny is, like, a, a prominent role in this, but, like, she literally has, like, two cameos per episode, and it usually comes in to tell them, I don't know, something's happening or uh or quiet down was or... it was june cleaver too expensive of a voice to actress to pay so they they want to really keep that they actually them. it is a no- notable i can't we'll have to look this up damn it um but there was a uh a, an actress who actually a notable actress who actually did the voice of nanny yeah june cleaver no yes 
No. Yes. That's why I said June Cleaver. No, I thought you were just. I thought you were using <laughs> no, it. It's analogy. totally June Cleaver. Uh, it's legitimately June Cleaver. How fast can you type, Chip? Um, I'm going to type as fast as I can. <laughs> it's not that I don't believe you. It's that. Uh, oh, I type in Muppet Baby. I type in Muppet Babies, and like the fucking 2018 Muppet Baby shows up. Oh, that's going to be a real pain. How are people ever going to find our show? Oh, Whatever the what is what is the we're Mupp- gonna have an audience of like six and seven year olds whose parents are like oh you'll love this it's just something we listen to in the car and it ain't gonna go over well do you think that there's an is there a, a after Muppet Babies um, you know review show currently do you think for the new Muppet Babies like a Muppet Babies uh, after dark <laughs> like that that dude the Game from of Thrones e, one that dude from E who's yeah. just like. <laughs> After the bedtime. Ah, oh, you're right. She was. She was June Cleaver. I'll yeah, be Barbara damned. Billingsley. All right. Uh, our, our, she must have been expensive. Barbara Billingsley. Yeah, as soon as you hear her, you know that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you know, but you know something. You know it's. <laughs> you know it's June Cleaver. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I know something when well, I hear you, her voice. You don't. You don't know. I know that, that Eddie Haskell needs to watch out because like shit's coming down. <laughs> she almost reminded me of. Um, What's the name? Oh God! What's the name of the uh, the lady who runs the orphanage in Annie? Oh, oh my God! I was just doing the little girls, little girls song for my wife. I played that the other day. I'm like, you remember this song? <laughs> oh, I can't remember. I think we were talking about how awful other people's children are. Uh, <laughs> which is what something. It's, something that's what. Yeah. Yeah. If any of my friends are listening to this, your children are lovely. It's random yeah, strangers' children. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love your children. Uh, what is her name? Um... Oh, it's uh, a name of a person. I wonder what would have happened if people made podcasts before the internet. Like they wouldn't be able to look up. <laughs> I this. don't think they would have made podcast chip because there wouldn't have been an internet to broadcast <laughs> them. The they distrib- call that radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta, you gotta find it. Oh, Mrs. Barbie, Miss. The, All right, get ready. I'm ready. I know who it is. You, oh, you don't need me. I don't need you anymore. Well, <laughs> I don't I always, need the internet. Anymore. I don't need the internet anymore. I remembered. It's Miss Hannigan. Oh yeah, okay, that sounds right. That yeah. sounds right. Who's a total drunk? Is and she? is a, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like making bathtub gin. Have you not seen this movie? I haven't. I oh man, I've it. seen that movie a lot. Uh, Why have you seen it? Um, my daughter likes it, so we watch it a lot. It's got good songs, <laughs> like little girls. Oh, it is a good like. Okay, so, you, so you've watched. Uh, I've I've watched a lot, and I'm starting to think that Nanny might be a little bit of Miss Hannigan. Maybe she's making bathtub gin. <laughs> She's trying to just like run. marry a rich, a, a rich bachelor. I mean, her house looks like quite Daddy nice Warbucks. already, but it's a big nursery, nice sunken room. It is sunken. That's right. Yeah, classic eighties. I always wanted steps, like I wanted levels and sunken. What is that about? That's so appealing about those sunken living rooms. I don't know, but don't don't you just want it even still? I mean, not, not uh, is that still is that like a thoroughly unmodern way to? I had like a build dream out? that a coworker of mine. I went Me? to his. Not you. <laughs> I had a dream that I went to his house, uh, and he had a 4,000-square-foot house, and in the middle was this huge sunken living room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he, he, I know he paid a lot of money for this house, but he, mm-hmm. he got what he paid for because he has a nice, nice sunken living room. Yeah. I wonder if they just so don't seem to do that anymore. It still haunts my dreams. Yeah. We should, we should figure out whether or not that's still a thing people do. I know, th- I know people do like the stadium seating in like their home theater rooms. If you're really rich, mm. you'll build like a, a tiered like seating system. For watching Muppet Babies. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so the people in the back row can when, see. When it we too. get that big, that big podcast money, uh, we not will, just the Casper mattress. Yeah. Our, we'll turn this into a video podcast. It'll be like that Siskel, Siskel and Ebert, where it'll look like we're sitting in a theater, but we'll just be sitting in our opulent home theater, like. <laughs> Uh, it'll be okay. perfect exactly but i wonder how many episodes until we get wealthy from this mm, at least 107 at least two. We're two in at least two. <laughs> two in. yeah hasn't happened yet yeah yeah so i'm gonna say three <laughs> who's who, what sponsors are gonna throw the money at us first what podcast big podcast sponsors the big well I, I, we should talk about who we want to who we want who i think i want that mattress i want that casper mattress yeah, yeah that casper mattress yeah. is nice my wife and i already love hello fresh so we'd be happy to take those for free and talk about them i feel like i have had to throw away a lot of underwear recently so me undies might be good yeah okay or tommy john undies I, any I say, actually yeah. I, yeah i'm not gonna I'll, I'll walk back the me undies and just say any undies any underwear any undies.com <laughs> if you're out there i'll take it um i've had to, i've been getting rid of a lot of stuff lately mm-hmm. and i feel like underwear have been underwear and socks have really been oh, I've hit got, hard i've got too many socks i did some reorganization I, like i'm not good at throwing away socks i apparently don't wear them wear th- through them fast enough shouldn't wear shoes then yeah you can go through them cool. faster yeah you know if if they do a reissue of annie the the musical on blu-ray you could uh you could be a staunch advocate for for what oh movie oh. annie <laughs> i think it's on I'm dvd to, well I, you know like maybe they'll do like the 50th they did a remake of it though oh they did but yeah. was that a tv thing or uh, they, no they did a remake on tv and uh, then they did another remake even more recently yeah i imagine that 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 the situation that annie find <laughs> welcome to annie cast <laughs> when, when does this become an annie podcast I think I've talked as much as I like about Annie, just <laughs> FYI. It's not actually a movie I like. It's just a movie I've seen a lot. So there's a difference. I don't want to talk about Annie, but I want to make my point. <laughs> Does it require you to talk about Annie? No. Okay. I'm just going to let it fall. Oh, Nobody yeah. needs to talk about Annie. Yeah. But yeah. What's your point? There's plenty of... Po- okay. Well, like the Muppet Babies. Like, so Muppet Babies is all about fear. And, like, realize, like, legitimate fun. Like, Annie back then, like, she was living in an awful environment, right? With, like, abusive people. Mm-hmm. Like, has has the modern abuse, has the modern Annie seen a much more sanitized abuse to the, the girls? In like, the new we, movie? Yeah. Like, have we gotten, have we gotten, excuse me, a little bit more, have we gotten a little bit more sensitive about how we display, like, what is true, like, kind of child abuse? Because, like, back then, that was, like, pretty... It's pretty awful when you really think about. Oh yeah, like they're beating to. the kids. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, and starving them and beating them. They're eating gruel and. Yeah, I mean, if you uh, if you recontextualize it, I mean, it definitely doesn't. Uh, the, our standards have changed quite mm-hmm. a bit. I mean, even like Muppet Babies seems pretty cruel. Like not cruel, but I mean, pretty terrible in terms of uh, how well, uh, how good of a job that um, that nanny's doing, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not abusive, her... but it's like, it's not good. Yeah. No, no. Like when she puts her Fifty Shades of Grey mask on, on Beaker, it's, <laughs> you know that she could be doing a better job. Yeah. It was the ice cubes that really put it over the top. <laughs> okay. I'm making an editing nightmare for us by, by dragging this on. Uh, <laughs> I have a question. Uh oh, Yeah. No, it's not a great question, but um, right. what's what's on the next episode? 
Episode three of Muppet Babies coming up next is Dental Hijinks. Oh, this is one that you recall. This was, yes. Yeah, because another this fear is, episode. This is a fear episode. This is, uh, I think Fozzie uh, has to go to the dentist. And I currently live in a household where we are losing teeth, and thankfully we haven't had... Not yours. <laughs> oh, God, probably. <laughs> so, um, no, my, my children are at the tooth-losing age, and uh, and they are thankfully not as terrified as I, as I remember Fozzie was. Of the experience of uh, well, he actually had to go to the dentist episode, okay. And this is about fear of the dentist and all the awful things that dentists can I do. I fucking to you. hate the dentist. Still? Oh yeah. Just hate next the week dentist. on the nanny's date, Dave confronts his fear of the dentist. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get over it. I I think I'm afraid of the dark and the dentist <laughs> and Officer Carruthers. I'm with them. Up. I have not I'll outgrown walk, any I'll of this. I'll walk you out to your car tonight. <laughs> you might need to. Is there a dentist out there? There's a slime monster. <laughs> Officer Carruthers is waiting. <laughs> that nightstick is waiting. We can party. It's okay. <laughs> Officer Carruthers is the only one I'm not afraid of, I think, so far. Yeah, you, you have a type. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning into the Nanny State. Uh, uh, for episode two, we'll see you next week for episode three, Dental Hijinks. Good night, Dave. Good night, Chip. Uh, we'll make your dreams come true. The Nanny State is an unaffiliated podcast by Chip and Dave, and you can email us at nanny at nannystate.biz. Our intro music is the song Muppet Babies, courtesy of the talented MC Chris from his album MC Chris is Dreaming. Check out his prolific work on mcchris.com and whatever service you get your grooves from. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 